I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land we're broadcasting from today and the lands that you're listening to us from. I pay my respects to Elders past and present. I take a moment to acknowledge traditional custodians' connection to and care for country that here extends back some 60,000 or so years and continues today. I also acknowledge any First Peoples listening to this episode. If you add something pleasant after an unwanted behaviour, you're going to be increasing or maintaining that unwanted behaviour. So if your horse is nuzzling your pockets or pulling at your jacket, and then you give them some food or a scratch, guess what behaviour you've just increased or maintained? Welcome to episode seven of An Equine Conversation, a podcast brought to you by Abby's Run Equestrian. I'm your host, Sarah Nichols, and I have been teaching people about horse management, handling and riding for over 27 years through riding schools, pony clubs, working equitation clubs, adult riding clubs, and privately. And I am the founder and owner of Abby's Run Equestrian. Through an equine conversation, I'll share my expertise with you, along with helping you connect to and hear from some amazing experts in their own fields. We'll also be talking with horse owners about their journey with their own animals. This podcast aims to help you, the horse owner, improve your knowledge by giving you access to top quality information that will help you be the best horse owner you can be so that you can give your horses the best life possible. We'll explore ways our horses can be physically and mentally healthier through topics around training, horse health, enrichment, emergency preparedness, history, our own mental well-being and physical health, and a whole lot more. These podcast episodes are absolutely designed to be thought-provoking and they may bring you some ideas, approaches or information that you have not come across previously. In last week's podcast with Sarah Jackson and in next week's with Julia Inglis, you'll hear mention of positive reinforcement as a training approach. We've mentioned it ourselves too in talking about our Start Your Engines Course Plus workshop. I suspect that some of you listening will be well familiar with training using positive reinforcement. There are likely others listening who are not so sure. So today, we're going to touch on what training with positive reinforcement, often abbreviated as a capital R with a plus sign, actually is. We are not positive reinforcement purists at Abby's Run Equestrian, but training with positive reinforcement has become our primary and preferred approach to training anything with our horses here. This was a really big switch for me as I grew up learning and then for many years also teaching a more conventional approach to training with horses. It was some eight or so years ago that I started to change my approach. Initially, it was because I had run out of other options with a really challenging horse. Since then, I have continued to learn more and more about this training approach, the body of scientific research that sits behind it, and have been thoroughly exploring it with my horses and absolutely loving the approach, the ethos, and the results. Never have I had so much consistent fun with training with my horses. So you'll hear us talking quite a bit about positive reinforcement and all the connected bits and pieces through our podcasts to help share this fun and result-producing training approach with you, the listener. 
Now, I want to confess up front that I am not currently a scientist or researcher working in the field of studying positive reinforcement approaches, and so some of the language I use may not be exactly scientifically correct. But my aim is to arm those who would like to know more about this training approach with some basics around what it even is. So let's start with the word positive. When we use the word positive in positive reinforcement, this is actually a mathematical term that is referring to the addition of something. So positive is the addition of and negative is the removal of. Then the word reinforcement. Reinforcement, when we use the term in the context of learning things, is speaking to the consequences for a behaviour that increase or maintain a behaviour, or we could say strengthen a behaviour. With that last bit being totally key, strengthening or maintaining a behaviour. If we think in mathematical terms again, this is like the sign that means greater than or equal to. What this means then is that any behaviour that is reinforced either stays the same or it gets more, it grows bigger or becomes stronger. And we should take just a second here to define consequences. They are the result or effect of something happening. So then if we combine positive and reinforcement, then we have the addition of something that increases or maintains behavior. And in positive reinforcement, the thing that we add in is something pleasant, in more technical terms called an appetitive. So what we could say is that positive reinforcement is the addition of something pleasant that increases or maintains behavior. The abbreviation for positive reinforcement that is often used is a capital R followed immediately by the plus sign. Okay, so we talked about the addition of something pleasant, but then who decides what is pleasant? Well, it's the one who's doing the behaviour. So in training our horses, that means that it's our horse that gets to decide what is pleasant or not, and then comes to the question of, well, how would we know if they find something pleasant or not? And here's where observational skills are absolutely key and being able to understand and interpret equine body language is so important, like we were talking about last week with Sarah Jackson. I mean, observation and understanding and interpreting equine body language should be something that all of us who work with horses are doing and striving to get better at, regardless of whether positive reinforcement is your primary training approach or not. This is why... You'll hear us repeatedly talking more about equine body language throughout these podcast episodes. So right, our equine learner gets to decide what's pleasant and we need to be able to monitor this through their body language, but also what helps us know if they think it's pleasant or not is if they repeat the behavior that has gotten them the pleasant thing and how fast they repeat it if we ask for it or if there's some lag time or faffing about that happens first. Having a variety of things that your equine learner finds pleasant at different times is really important too, as their preferences can change throughout the course of a day and throughout the year, depending on many factors. To illustrate this for you, we could use the analogy here. If I asked you to help me move 100 bales of hay, and in return, I offered you beer wine or pizza or chocolate, what would you choose? Maybe you like more than one of these choices, but this time you said you'd have the chocolate. But what if I then said, yeah, but it's the day after Easter and you've binged on chocolate for the whole Easter weekend to the point of being ill. 
you might decide that you'd prefer something other than chocolate. Likewise, if you chose wine just now, but then I said, well, sure, but you actually had a really big night the night before with your girlfriends and maybe you went a little bit hard, so would you still choose wine? Hopefully that helps you to see how the context can really impact your preferences and so what you would prefer to do particular things for. And it's the same with our equine. So the most obvious and often easiest pleasant thing or positive reinforcer we have at our disposal for training with our horses is food and the wide variety of food options out there for horses from pasture to hay and all the different types of hay to processed food, carrots, apples, browse from trees and shrubs, etc. In the food category, there is a massive number of options. There are other reinforcers we can use too, things like scratching, if this is something that our equine likes, which again can vary from day to day. I know at this time of year, which is spring, uh, coming into summer very soon, our horses are particularly itchy and they are really very interested in having scratches with us right now. There are also many natural reinforcers in the environment for our equines, things like food, so pasture, and friends. These are really important. Sometimes these natural reinforcers can be more reinforcing for our equine learner than what we have on offer. Maybe their friends are playing and running around, and so this is far more captivating for their attention than our little piece of carrot. A quick word here about rest. Rest is something that all species need and are entitled to have. If anything, rest in the context of training is the removal of activity so the removal of or subtraction, not the addition of. And we know that means that we can't say it's positive reinforcement. Again, we really do need to be able to observe and interpret equine body language to understand what our horse or other equine finds pleasant and so positively reinforcing. When we're using positive reinforcement, so food or other reinforcers, the reinforcement has to be given to the horse very soon after the behaviour has occurred for that reinforcement to be connected to the behaviour that it's reinforcing. So this means that giving your horse a hard feed at the end of a training session is not going to positively reinforce your whole training session. It is going to be connected to the behaviours that happen immediately before the feed is given to the horse. And here, it's a good time to mention that And to say this, let me again remind you that positive reinforcement is the addition of something pleasant to maintain or increase behavior and that the addition must happen very soon after the behavior. So if you add something pleasant in after an unwanted behavior, guess what? You're going to be increasing or maintaining that unwanted behavior. So if your horse is nuzzling your pockets or pulling at your jacket and then you give them some food or a scratch, guess what behaviour you've just increased or maintained? Yep, you guessed it, the nuzzling or pulling at your jacket pockets. And I'd say it's a pretty sure thing that this is not the behaviour that you want to increase or maintain. No one likes being mugged or having their jacket pockets ripped off. Like the other training approaches, positive reinforcement can be done well or it can be done poorly. To do it well, I'm going to say it again, the ability to observe and interpret 
equine body language is really key. So is what we talked about way back in episode one. When a horse says no, and us being able to interpret and understand that and accept that. Now, what we have found with a positive reinforcement training approach is that more and more often, so long as the horses are physically comfortable and the ask is clear, they will say yes to whatever we're asking them. And it is amazingly glorious when they do. Another key component here when training with positive reinforcement is that the horse has choice, that they can choose to participate in the training to access the positive reinforcers, or they can choose not to and still be able to access positive reinforcement in their environment. So this might look like you having a piece of carrot for them and they have the choice to either stay with you and do things for carrots, but they also have the choice and the option to go and hang out with their mates and eat grass. This is a super quick explanation today. We are not diving into the depths of positive reinforcement training, but we will be in future series. Today, we're hopefully helping give you a working definition and some context into what positive reinforcement as a training approach is, where positive reinforcement, again, is the addition of something pleasant to maintain or increase behavior. If you're keen to start exploring a positive training approach with your horse, start by putting your body language observation skills to the test and doing some trialing to figure out a few things that your horse does find reinforcing. And that will be different for every single learner. So if you own more than one horse, you might find that that varies across your herd. I do just want to add a caution here, that safety when handling horses is so important. If you are starting with or plan to start training with positive reinforcement, to ensure that you have success, start in what's called protected contact where you are on one side of a barrier, like a gate, and the horse is on the other. This means that both of you can move away from one another whenever you need to and not get in one another's space. Also, work with a positive reinforcement coach to help get you off on the right foot and reduce the risk of problems developing. This can be done both in person, but now more and more is available virtually. This is something we can help you with here at Abby's Run Equestrian. But there are also many other wonderful instructors who train using positive reinforcement out there too. Thanks so much for listening. We hope this episode has given you some information to take away, contemplate and possibly put into practice. If you've enjoyed this podcast, that's awesome. We love your work. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and let your friends know about us too. Sign up to our mailing list at www.abbysrunequestrian.com.au to be the first to hear about upcoming activities and programs on offer. You can also find us at Abby's Run Equestrian on Facebook. We are super excited to have our autumn Start Your Engines Course Plus workshop happening from the 24th of March through until the 2nd of April 2023. Start Your Engines Course Plus workshops are a week-long online course culminating in a full weekend workshop on site at Abbey's Run Equestrian in beautiful northeast Victoria. The week-long course content is designed to fit in around your daily work life so you're not needing to take time off. The course includes short bite-sized presentations and small but important pieces of homework to get you thinking and prepared for the weekend. Then when we get together 
It's hands-on and all systems go with us now horses. Your learners get to stay home where they are most comfortable. The weekend involves discussion, various games, learning and practicing mechanical skills and hands-on time with our equine team. This Course Plus workshop will help get you started or help continue your learning journey in training using positive reinforcement. Show notes from this episode are available online. Join us on next week's episode where we'll be speaking with Julia Inglis, a very good friend of ours here at Abby's Run Equestrian, about her experiences through equine health challenges and her training journey. Our intro song is Ventura by Morgan Taylor by Soundstripe. Thank you to Matthew Bliss for podcast production and consultation. If you'd like him to help with your podcast, get in touch by email at info at blisserycom Big scratches to your ponies from the Abbey's Run Equestrian team. <laughs>